passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of What Up Next? Up Next, John Ceno, Ceno Evil, B Detroit. What's going on, B? What's going on, Ceno, brother? Um, it's 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 been a rough one. It's been a really, really rough week. Um, but we are here. We're live. Post wrestling. Up next. Uh, talk about some NXT, man. How you doing? Yeah, I mean, just a week ago, everything was so happy and normal. Oh and- man. I felt like, you know, we were on the top of the world. And since we last spoke, uh, a lot of things have happened. A lot of things. Um, yeah. I want to start with, uh, first of all, I want to apologize to anybody for not having an episode of Shot in the Dark as promised. Um, a lot of stuff going on, obviously, in the wrestling world. But, you know, in the real world as well. Um, I got a little illness I'm recovering from. So I've been kind of MIA because of that. Uh, plus the the passing of Bray Wyatt uh, really did it to me that 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 day uh right before I was going to record or found out about it and I was just like not in the right mind state couldn't do it but don't worry I have a show tomorrow for everybody but let's uh let's start with that man um obviously Terry Funk we that that happened like right after we stopped recording I want to say last Wednesday I think a couple hours after uh yeah. Terry Funk passed away obviously he was uh, declining in health um but legendary obviously as you can see in almost any wrestling organization, most wrestlers have some form of Terry Funk. Um, I was first introduced to him in ECW, watching, you know, staying up past my bedtime to watch uh, Terry Funk. I mean, who's this crazy old man? I had no idea, like, about his history and his past and everything. And then later on, found out about it. Then he went to WWE, did the whole Chainsaw Charlie thing, obviously. Um, but yeah, obviously, obviously a legend. Uh, really, there's not much more you can say. But if you want to read more about it... Uh, John Pollock put up a crazy article about the the life of uh, Terry Funk, so I definitely encourage everybody to check that out. But yeah, man, any any memories of Terry Funk? When's the first time you got eyes on him? Well, um, I think I spoke about like having like an older brother on the show a couple times, and um, we were at WCW house, and you know we're world class wrestling, and um, my brother was a tape trader, and mm. I, 
you know, so he, he got his hands on some FMW tapes and stuff like that. And so I got exposed to Terry Funk very, very early, uh, very young, seeing him do death matches, um, seeing just some of his promos over in Japan and everything. Like, yeah, I was exposed to Terry Funk way early in my life. Um, my dad's a wrestling fan, too. So, yeah, it was a crushing blow, man, to the wrestling community and to my family. You know what I mean? Because it's like this is a person you've been seeing our whole lives. You know what I mean? I have a Ric Flair shrine behind me. You know what I mean? So I've seen a lot of Terry Funk and he's just an absolute legend, man. Um, rest in peace to the goat. Absolutely. And then on Thursday um, is uh geez, man, this is, this totally hit me. I'm, I'm literally like leaving work um, about to head home. I'm like ready to record and everything. And I, I get this message, like as I'm walking out of my store, heading downstairs on the escalator, I just get this message and I had to like sit down and literally just, sit for like yeah. an hour i could not move i could not leave my mall i couldn't even go home i just i couldn't believe it. i was in total shock um i spoke about this on collision course if anybody want to hear like more in-depth thoughts about it but yeah man this is like the first wrestler where i saw his entire career he he, he bloomed in front of me i saw him from fcw developmental you know into husky harris into the creation of the wyatt family into the fiends into all these different incarnations um of this 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 genius this mad genius and uh, it really hit me, man. 36 years old, younger than me. Um, yeah, obviously son of a legend, grandson of a legend. So it's just like, it's, it's crazy to see this and happen. And it, it's, it, I was just talking to Frank about it like a couple weeks ago. And we were saying about how he's like got this mysterious illness. And it, it's so eerily similar to Brody Lee. And, and little will we know that it would have a very similar fate. Um, but it's crazy, man. I, I've been trying to catch up to as much wrestling as I can this weekend. I will talk about all in, but I, I watched that. I, I watched some um, impact. I watched uh, NWA, all these shows that I was watching this week all had some sort of tribute or references to Bray Wyatt, including tonight's uh, or last night's NXT show. Um, so it's great to see like the wrestling world all come together for somebody who might not, who never wrestled outside of WWE. He's been literally from day one in developmental um, till his, his uh, last day he was in WWE. Um, so yeah, man, this, this hits me hard, obviously um yeah anything you yeah, want to say about Bray man yeah like like you said I watched his whole career unfold in front of me and um it was just a tough one man because I was such a fan of Bray Wyatt even like up until SummerSlam I'm like hopefully we get some kind of you know Bray Wyatt tease here in Detroit I was I was really looking forward to that and unfortunately we didn't get it but you know just 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 thinking about him and like how I wanted so much for Bray Wyatt going forward you know i mean now that's all taken away um it's taken away from his family you know it's it's the saddest thing ever dude 36 years old just a couple years older than me you know i I couldn't even imagine this man this this was a really really tough one i was at work and um i was actually watching someone's twitch stream um at work and um they got the news over the stream and everybody thought triple h got hacked or something like that nobody would believe it you know what i mean so and I, I think I remember um, going into the group and I was like, is this is this for real, dude? You know, I, I had to sit down. Like you said, I had to sit down for a minute, man. Luckily, my break was coming up because I just I didn't want to talk to anybody or anything because it, it just didn't seem real. You know, it, it still doesn't seem real. Me too, man. Like I went home and I was like, you know what? Let me push through it and, and record Shot in the Dark. And I literally I'll, I'll break this right now. I, I started and stopped like three times. I was like, do I just go into it? Do I talk about Bray? Do I, do I not? Like I have to, I can't ignore it. And I, after like three, four attempts, I'm just like, I can't do this. Like I literally could not do it, man. It really hit me hard. And then just going online and seeing all these, these tributes and all these stories and, and like, you know, Natty talking about trick treating with him when they were kids. It's like tough, very heartbreaking, so very heartbreaking. Um, And then uh, 
yeah, then we go into the weekend, which was uh, all in, which we could talk about. Um, did you get to watch the show? I didn't get to watch it live. I actually had to watch it after the fact. And the funny part is, like, I deleted all my social media. I don't know why. I'm just like, instead of muting everything, I'm like, let me just delete everything. <laughs> just so I don't get, like, anything spoiled. And, like, come to find out, like, it was a great show, but nothing really surprising happened. There wasn't anything, like, that you could spoil, I think. It was just, like, matches and results. Yep. Um, so, I'll be honest, I deleted my social media. I deleted Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And I haven't reinstalled them and I kind of feel good. I'm just like, you know what? Like, I don't know what it is like with this past week and everything and me feeling sick and everything. And my son just came back. He, he was away the, the whole summer uh, with oh, his yeah. mom in Texas. So he's coming back. So I'm getting ready for school for him and everything. So I'm just like, let me just chill with the social media for a little bit. I'm thinking I'm okay with it. When I'm at home, I can like update and check things, but I haven't like been bombarded with messages and everything. And I feel like that's been good. And yeah. um, kind of coming all in, I'm kind of happy because I the little times I have gone on Twitter, all I see is CM Punk did this, CM Punk did not do that. Um, he might have did this, he might have did this. Like, let's talk about all in first before we go into the brawl in. I guess you can say the the sequel to brawl out is brawl in. But um, <laughs> yeah, what did you think of the show itself? I mean, I'll start. Like, the presentation was amazing. Just to see like a show in this huge stadium was amazing. The matches are great. I wouldn't say any match was like, oh my god, match of the year. And I don't think any yeah. match was like stinker of the year either. It was just like a good card like i want to say it wasn't nothing like kind of like right home about it but i i enjoyed the show but like i said it wasn't anything like i'm not like rushing i, I kind of do want to go to london next year just for the experience and to see my friends and everything obviously but like as far as the card goes i don't think there was anything like you have to go out and see i think the overall presentation is definitely something to to, to watch yeah i didn't i don't think anything like really i haven't told anybody they have to go see this match from all in at all because I mean it's it was a it was a pay-per-view. All the matches were good. There there wasn't like uh like you said, it wasn't no real stinker, you know. Everything yep. was just about as good as I thought it would be. Um, it looked amazing. Um it looked great. So much so that um every pyro looked like it was a stock footage shot from somewhere. Like it, it everything looked good though. Like um it was mic'd pretty decent, but how do you mic a, a crowd that big? You know, what well, I mean? that, so, that, that's what I was gonna ask about. So like being in London, I expected more like rowdy chants and like spontaneous chants. And I'm yeah. not sure if I just didn't hear them or they weren't there. Maybe like Chris Elliott, who was the attendance in the chat room right now, can let us know. But I didn't get like you know when you expect like those random like soccer, I'm sorry, football chants that you would hear. Um I expect more of that like as the show went on and maybe i just didn't hear them or maybe it just was wasn't really it was more like standard chance i can say throughout the night um or the day i guess you can say but yeah, um it was... yeah they it like frank says in the chat the atmosphere even helped on tv it just it looked great just to see like a crowd of of all these people um but yeah we didn't get any like swerve in in, in like the the zero hour you know we we predicted last week something's gonna happen between the kingdom and nothing happened and the ending there was no swerve as well it was just a, a one-on-one match with no real shenanigans and then like a heartfelt ending where they hugged it out and i was like this I'm not used to this especially in wrestling yeah, um the- especially everything was everything leading up until the pay-per-view was ending like fucking monday night nitro the only so, oh, the only um more shenanigans yeah the only surprise we got on the show was mercedes and she was in the crowd which was odd because first of all i threw on the zero hour i'm like let me just watch this obviously for the for the tag match and everything and then yeah. like they just cut to her like before the matches even started i'm like she's in the crowd i'm like that's weird i'm like okay maybe they're gonna bring her out like after the show there was pictures of her in london before the fact so i knew she was in london in. um but yeah she just was in like the crowd oh no that's interesting and then like during the women's match they don't even they, they mention her but they don't show her in the crowd and then they randomly show her during like i forgot what match it was like it was like a tag team match or something they randomly showed her in. i'm like okay that's all oh, the acclaimed match the the trios yeah, match. The they, match they showed her like dancing in the crowd i'm like okay that, that's interesting um but yeah well, they showed that, her a bunch of times though so you know like they kept shooting to her, like, but especially like the first hour of the pay per view, they showed her like four or five times. Yeah, and it was so, like, okay. 
So obviously we always record before Dynamite. So it could be possible she might do something tonight where she sh- you know she shows up and they set up a match for for All Out because um there was no matches really coming out of All All In. There was a couple of th- uh, matches made in the press conference. I know like uh, Kenny Omega and Takeshita was made official. Um, okay. They said John Moxley was going to face the winner of tonight's Orange Cassidy and uh, Penta match. So they got those matches on top of the ones that are already announced with Darby and Luchasaurus, uh, Statlander um and uh ruby soho as well as um what was the other match they had here uh miro and Hobbs. um these are all so announced in the, in the scrum after no three of them were already announced prior i think just the omega to catch the match and the uh moxley uh, right okay orange okay. cassidy match were made during the scrum as well um there wasn't like i said there wasn't really much swerve i know like during like the outcast match there was like I guess confirmation that the outcasts are done because Ruby was kind of pushed away. And then Tony and Soraya obviously had the little scuffle. Um, I will say Tony Khan definitely uh, spent the money because we had uh, Metallica. We had Queen playing throughout this. Like it was, you know, it was, it was up there, which I think is apropos for a, uh, you know, a big stadium giant show. But after watching it, like, do you want to go to all in 2024? Like, how do you feel after seeing? Absolutely. That? I want to see a, a, a wrestling event in a stadium that big. Of course I want to go. Um, they also had, who's the guy that sings Swerve's theme song? Cause I thought it was Swerve this whole time. Yeah, me too. I thought it was Swerve. I forgot the, the gentleman's name. I know he mentioned he was like, like the, uh, the, the nephew of like a famous rap artist. I forgot who it was. Ski, like Ski Love. I think he, Bug Ski Love. I think he had mentioned or something. I'm like, oh, that's his nephew, I guess. But um, he, yeah, I didn't catch his name. But yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm like, I thought I was Swerve rapping the whole time because he, right? he raps, right? He's been doing his whole hey. song. So, Swerve this, huh? We definitely got Swerved. But yeah, any any matches like stood out for you? Any like moments that stood out? Uh, the Young Bucks match, uh, the Young Bucks FDR match was really, really good. Um, and the Stadium Stampede was kind of fun, but it was a little bit tough because. Um, well, Stadium Stampede is always a production nightmare because where do you put the camera and who gets the attention when and where? Um, yeah. I think something happened and I didn't see it. I forgot. I think when Cassidy got uh, busted open, I didn't see it. There was what a bunch of things him. that didn't really show. Yeah, they, unfortunately, yeah. there's so much going on. There's only so much you could see. The match, the problem with the match is it, it was an Anarchy in the Arena match, as far as I know, because those are usually what these matches look like. Stadium Stampedes are more like, yeah, I don't know, like, more like uh, cinematic, I guess you can say. So it felt more like Anakin in the arena to me. But yeah, I, I heavily enjoyed that match. There was obviously a lot of blood throughout the whole show. Oh yeah. Um, but um, the main talking point coming out of this, unfortunately, is uh, what happened in between the Zero Hour and the main show. Because the last match on the Zero Hour was Hook versus um, Jack Perry, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Now, there was a line because there was a limo that was used in this match. So there was a line from Jack Perry before he threw hook in it about, um, this is real glass, uh, cry me a river. He said, um, to, a, <laughs> I thought he was talking to Justin Timberlake or something. Cause I, I, I just, I forgot to mention this, but the, um, the Friday after the passing of Bray Wyatt, I went to go see uh, Dave Chappelle. I was like, you know what? I need to do something just like get my mind off or whatever. And I knew that he was playing and I'm like, mm-hmm. I wonder if there's still tickets available. And I was able to score like a really, really cheap ticket, really good seat to see nice. Dave Chappelle. I'm like, oh, okay, let me go, ca- let me go catch him, whatever. It was awesome. He had a good couple of, um, uh, openers. He had like, uh, that dude, Mo from Netflix. I forgot his last name. He was funny. Chelsea Handler yeah, and, uh, Matt Wright for like his three openers. So they're, they're all hilarious. And then, you know, Chappelle did like his an hour and a half stand up hilarious. And then like every night he's been bringing out special guests. Like he had Nas, he had the roots, he had Buster Rhymes, all those nights. So for my night, I'm like, wonder who he's going to bring out. 
this dude brings out Justin Timberlake and he has like a full on concert, like six, seven, eight songs. He brings out Timbaland to get say, like, it was crazy. What? It was like, I'm like, I paid for, I, I didn't even like, I paid for Chappelle and I got like a bonus Justin Timberlake um, concert, <laughs> which was awesome. So uh, yeah, he, he did cry me a river. And then like, it's funny, like two days later, I see Jack Perry say cry me a river. So that's kind of brought me to that. But basically <laughs> he said this line, which was obviously a reference to a little scuffle. He had a couple weeks ago with CM Punk where CM Punk did not approve of, um, of Jack Perry using real glass. So as he used real glass, he said this line. And when I saw this, because I was still staying off online, we're avoiding spoilers. I'm like, that's gonna bite him in the ass, isn't it? Like I feel like that's gonna cause something. I did not realize what was gonna what was gonna happen. Um, so whatever the match ended, he lost the title, the FTW title, and then the first match on the show was CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Everything seemed normal, everything seemed cool, you know, Punk won the match and everything. Come to find out later on that when Perry went backstage, he had a whole scuffle with um, Jack Perry. CM Punk and Jack Perry had a scuffle. Now, depending on what reports you read, I know like post wrestling has been trying to stay on top of it, but I, I lost track of what's happening. So they got into a brawl, supposedly. Um, uh, Punk asked him, you know, if you got a problem, whatever. And then he put him in a chokehold, possibly. I don't know. Um, they, yeah. they, they knocked it to Tony Khan, who was sitting there. His monitors fell on him or something. So oh, Tony geez. Khan was, was there. He was witnessing it um there was other witnesses there i know miro was there samoa joe was trying to break it up um so that happened and then there was talks of like miro and punk getting into it but then it was later found out that they were just joking around like it's it gets ridiculous it's like maybe it's not a time to re- reporting things that are jokes like I, I it's so hard to track everything yeah, and then miro called fake news on on x not twitter he called fake news on x so it was like what is there to believe anymore dude like i i don't know Nobody I, has video or anything anymore. I, I I don't know. Like I said, they don't want to record all this stuff. I guess, but um, that there was also reports of like CM Punk like not having anybody at the airport to pick him up, and like he tried to get people to pick him up and he couldn't, so he took a train or the the tube as they call it in London, and there's pictures of him on the the train, so that's pretty funny. So and then like after the show, I guess Jack Perry they sent him home. Um, they said that. Punk didn't want to wrestle and he was like threatening to quit. He was like, This place is a circus. He was saying all this and that. And he was not even going to have his match. So they were like scurrying to try to get another match. They had asked like the trios match with the elite to go on and they were going to go on and everything. But then Joe talked Punk down and they eventually had the match and everything. Uh, then after the match, I guess, I guess Punk just like walked to the hotel and then just like went home. Like it was, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. So That's coming out of this, yeah. so the word is from uh, sport, Justin Barrasso from Sports Illustrated said that they were both suspended. So what that means, obviously, is this entire week is in Chicago, including tonight, including Saturday for Collision and um, Sunday for All Out. So that would mean Perry and CM Punk, Chicago's boy, Chicago made Punk, will not be on any of these shows. Um, and then it was later reported that CM Punk did not get word of suspension from AEW, but they told CM Punk's lawyer, who then told CM Punk, I think I got everything, but it, the whole thing's been pretty tricky, um, pretty confusing, obviously. Yeah. What you, I mean, it's like we everybody joked about this. Like we were like, okay, we're just gonna who's gonna get suspended this time? Uh, we just didn't. I, I don't, honestly didn't think it was gonna be the Jack Perry throwing a shot in this. So <laughs> so let's start with that. What do you think of Jack Perry on live television just just getting his shit in and just and just calling out CM Punk on live TV? I mean, shout out Jack Perry for standing up for himself. I guess kind of, but dude, you you can't be causing these problems in the backstage, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's CM Punk. I don't know what kind of bone these guys have against each other, but is it that serious? You know, Jack Perry, I thought it was the, I thought the real beef was with the elite in CM Punk. I guess I, I don't know. But I mean, it seems like Jack is standing up for himself almost. 
kind of, and starting beef a little bit too. So it's a 50-50. I'm glad they're both suspended. They need to, I mean, learn how to fucking act when you go out the country, dude. Come on. So are, are we finally going to put rest to all this is the work? Like, are we going to, or are we actually going to get CM Punk versus Jack Perry uh, on Sunday at All In? I don't know. This company is too hard to even, like, try to speculate that because they could flip all of this right now and just say it's a work. They could they can hash things out in the back without any of us knowing and then just jump into a match right now. And that, I think everybody would be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? But until, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. And I, I don't know if AEW even knows what's, like, what's going on. Like this, the card tonight, as last I checked, there was only one match announced, which was Penta versus Orange. And then I think there's like a speaking segment from Adam Cole, but there's nothing else announced. Um, you would think that they would have a card ready for, for all out. Um, obviously CM Punk isn't involved with it. Um, it. It's just ridiculous. Like, like, I feel like a lot of people were already, were not like going to order all out after this all in show, just because of the price point. But now it's like, if they find out CM Punk isn't on the show, like not only do you have people in attendance that probably are going there mostly for CM Punk, they're going to be upset about this. But now you got people that are like, I'm not going to order it if CM Punk's not going to be on the show. Like, exactly. you know, say what you want, but CM Punk still gets, you know, s- some good portion of the viewership, you would think. And um, what's the big match? Like, what's going to be the big all-out match? Because I think MJF said in the press conference that he's going to take a vacation, so he might not be in the match. So are, you, are we not going to get a world title match? Or we're not going to get a, a real world title? Are we going to get an interim real world title? Like it's it's getting a little ridiculous now. And like hopefully by tonight, by coll- maybe by collision, it's like the day before. Are we going to get like that big match? Um, I, I, That's, I a did That's a lot of hot shot. That's a lot of hot shot in Cino. A whole it's, lot. I, I didn't see all in live. I, I could see all out live if I wanted to, but I don't know if I need to at this point. I'm just like, maybe I could just watch that like in the morning. Just like I'll watch it in. live just because I think I'll be off. You know what I mean? So I might okay. as well watch it live. But it's gonna be so weird knowing that the booking has to get has to get done now, like today and Saturday, because it's it's Sunday, right? It's Sunday. Yep. All, all outs on Sunday. Christ. I know. So they have to like literally have something really big. Who um, books plans this for tonight? It's ridiculous. That's the craziest thing. And Tony Khan pretty much confirmed that the same thing's going to happen next year. He's going to bring All In back to Wembley, and he wants to keep the tradition and have both of them on the holidays. Because All In is on a bank holiday in London, and then All Out is the Labor Day holiday here. So he wants to keep that because it's good for business. Is it good for booking? I don't I don't know <laughs> Like at this point. Like, I guess- also, is it good for business? Because what we'll find out after the pay-per-view bias comes out. I think he means but from, He needs um, to start doing like a package deal. If we're going to yeah. keep doing this, give me All In what's the next paper all out <laughs> and all in all out give me both of them back to back in a package deal i shouldn't have to be paying for both separately that's a hundred bucks by you know? business so, by business point i think he means more of a attendance which i mean last i saw attendance was not good for all out or any of these chicago shows it's not as good as it was last year um and then you have like grand slam is happening in a couple of weeks i'm not going I'm, i'll say it right now i'm not going to the show this is in queens i i have no i have no um no, like, there's no no motivation to go to the show. I think I'll be okay watching it at home. Come to find out also that my 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 card got hacked, my credit card got hacked, and oh, shit. the charges. This is gonna be weird, but the charges say Arthur Ashe Stadium, <laughs> and I haven't been to Arthur Ashe Stadium since last Grand Slam. So when I woke up and I saw I had these like forty dollars charges, um, there were declines luckily, but like the fact that like, I'm getting these Arthur Ashe Stadiums, I'm like who. Who like cloned my card last year? So if anybody's listening to this and you clone my credit card, um, I'm coming after you. So what is going on at Arthur Ashe? I don't know, but the fact that like a year later somebody is trying to charge my card at Arthur Ashe is really, really odd. Um, so 
if, if I do go to Arthur Ashe, it's not going to be for Grand Slam. It's going to be to find out who the hell took my card or who's going on yeah, there. Yeah. So that's another you're story. Be, it's going to be you're going for a Grand Slam, all right, right? <laughs> but like honestly, <laughs> I have like no real motivation to go unless they announce like a really crazy match. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll go. But I'll tell you what, I'm leaving before Rampage starts. I'll tell you that much. Um, well, when is Grand Slam? It's you say so. It's- Grand Slam is September twentieth this month. So in a couple of weeks. So we literally just had all out. We have all in this Sunday. And then we have all uh we have Grand Slam on the 20th. And then the week after that, they have another pay-per-view that they just announced called Wrestle Dream, which is supposed to be like an Antonio Inoki tribute with some sort of New Japan uh talent involved. But I heard that New Japan has a show that day and most of their talent is already booked. So I have no idea what is gonna happen. So Kota Ibushi um, versus someone basically Probably it's gonna be Kota Ibushi, yeah. it's gonna be Kushida, it's gonna be guys that I guess aren't like regularly booked on New Japan, maybe representing for them. Um, but yeah, this is this is crazy. But coming out of this, like, what do you see is gonna happen? Like, you okay? So we, let's just say we get these hypothetical suspensions between Punk and and Perry. People are are championing for for Perry to lose his job. People are saying that Punk is quitting and possibly not coming back after this. Like, what do you think is coming out of this? And if you were Tony Khan, what would you do to make a statement? The suspension has to be lengthy, I think, to make a statement. And um, I'm not sure. He needs to take some of the power from CM Punk and Collision. Because if you're suspending a guy who basically has the final say on your whole Saturday show, <laughs> what's what's going on on Saturdays for, for the next couple weeks? You know what I mean? Oh, Jack Perry's but, not going to be on that show anymore. I know that much. Was he on Collision before? Uh, I think so. At least once or twice. <laughs> I'm about to say, because it could have been in sure. recent weeks. It could have been in the recent I could be wrong before. about that. All, all the AEW shows are blending in for me, but I'm pretty sure he's he's been on the show at least once. And that's where we're going to run the risk of, like, everything blending together. Like, All In's going to bleed into All Out. And all then uh, that's going to bleed into Wrestle Dream. And that's going to bleed into whatever the hell's next. And the, the Wednesday Full program gear. is going to yeah. go down. Exactly. Nobody's watching Rampage anymore. Collision is going to blend into everything. Every, I don't even know what to watch anymore, but I mean, I'm gonna watch it all. But it is a lot, dude. It, it's a lot. It's and now, okay, so let's just say Punk is off a of collision. Not only do you have this issue, but isn't college football like returning on Saturdays? Absolutely, Saturdays. Saturdays is going to so be really nobody's tough. watching Collision, <laughs> especially without Punk, dude. Yeah, I mean, well, they they are lucky enough to come on later on in Saturday. Um, only thing you have to compete against is Saturday night football, which is, um, you know, the, the main, the game of the week, basically, um, for the country, um, throughout the day, it's college football all day. So I don't know. Good luck. Good, good luck, dude. They got to compete with college football. Um, Raw's competing with Monday night football coming back and basketball is right around the corner. So yeah, it's going to be tough for wrestling coming up in this uh, fall season. I'll tell you what, I, I'll be honest, like, I, I'm not heavily into sports, but I am I think I'm going to be watching a lot of, of football this year because um, I haven't been able to, to keep on track with, with heels as well as uh, the Star Wars Ahsoka show. But mm-hmm. my brother started, I was chilling with him the other day, and he's like, hey, you know that this year, the new Hard Knocks, which is a show on HBO, has a season on the Jets. And I'm like, you know what, I haven't watched Hard Knocks in a long time, probably since the Jets were on, which is like 2010, I want to say. So I'm yep. like, oh, I'll, I'll check it out, whatever. You know, got Aaron Rodgers there and everything. It might be an interesting thing. I was watching it, man. I'm, I'm heavily into this. Like, I, I'm, I'm rooting for, for Gary Wilson and sauce gardener and all these these rookies that are on the jets i'm just like this is getting me really into it like i haven't really been into sports in a while like but i used to be a big jets fan a big mets fan and everything so after watching this i'm like i think i might have to watch every game and i kind of want to go to a couple games so i'll be honest like i'm getting more into like football right now than it is uh wrestling so uh i might be one of those people that might skip one of these shows if there's a big like jets game going on or anything hard knocks so. is pretty entertaining this year um Aaron Rodgers <laughs> it's is an hilarious show. 
Oh, he's, he's hilarious. Really <laughs> and the first, the first episode, you had Method Man on there cheering on the Jets. You had um, yeah. Ra- Ralph Macchio from uh, Cobra Kai or Karate Kid was on it. Yeah, there's like celebrities on it, kind of like having little cameos. But yeah, the whole like drama of, of the show and just like it, it's it's really it's a really great show. And it, it's, it's very similar to Dark Side of the Ring, but not so dark, I guess you could say. But it gets you like really invested in these these characters. Well, these Absolutely. players, I guess you could say, and you really want to succeed. So I'm just like, yeah, kind of, I think I'm going to fully be behind the jets again like i used to be back in my uh my high school days i guess um but yeah so this is this is ridiculous but it's like uh, something somebody like they're having an investigation right yeah tony Khan was right there there was monitors falling in front of him i'm pretty sure he saw most of what happened so he should be the one that's gonna that should be putting some sort of like repercussions on this. Like, Hey, I saw this. I saw you do that. You shouldn't have done that. And because of that, this is what's going to happen. He needs to do something and make some sort of statement because for him to start the press conference after all in. And the first thing you talk about is this brawl that happened. And like, that's like already putting a cloud over this huge 80,000 plus, you know, crowd here is um, it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. And I'm just like Chris Elliott said, he's a big CM Punk fan. I used to be a big CM Punk fan. I, I, I still respect the guy in a way, but I'm getting sick and tired of this shit. I'll yeah. be honest with you. I was so tired of this. I didn't even want to go. I didn't want to catch up to all this stuff. I'm just like, you know what? I don't know who's lying, who's saying what. I'll wait till John Pollock and waiting um, and everybody else in post gives me the the real the real scoop on all this. That's right. <sighs> but let's uh, stop talking about all this drama in AEW and let's talk about a little bit of NXT from Pretty August sure 29th. This is the show coming out of Heat Wave. And we start with a steel cage match, which was made last week between the dyad of Rip Fowler and uh, Jagger Reed against the Creed brothers. And if the Creed brothers win, they will get reinstated at NXT. So as we start the match, the Creeds are trying to enter the ring and all the schism has all these like minions in hoods on the outside. They attack Brutus and take him all the way to the back as Julius enters the ring and they lock the door and they start the match with a two on one handicap, um, I guess, uh, stipulation here in a way. Um, Rip Fowler and Jaggery, they continue to attack on Julius, but he's able to fight them back with belly-to-back suplexes and a double suplex to the both of them. But as the dyad ends up taking over again and double-teaming on Julius, Julius is able to bounce off the cage and start putting on submissions. And he has this one move where he has Fowler in an ankle lock, and then he picks up Reed with one arm and power bombs him while having the ankle lock still on. The the amount of strength this dude had is ridiculous. That was, a, that was amazing. It had like, Booker pop like really hard. Booker was like, what the hell? <laughs> really loud. And I, I actually jumped out of my seat. Like, how did he just do that? I had to rewind it one time. Me too. I rewinded it like three times. I'm like, first of all, it's hard enough to pick up this guy with one hand, but you still have an ankle lock on the other guy. So like yep. your hand is down here and you're like lifting him up all the way from the ground and slamming him down while keeping the amp. This was just ridiculous. ridiculous. Um, but uh, they're able to come back and they slam Julius face first into the cage before going to commercial. When we come back from commercial, we see Brutus making his way out and he's like, it's like a scene out of an action movie. He's like taking down all the minions and henchmen while trying to fight his way back into the ring. But the problem is that Joe, Case, Joe Gacy has the key for him to get in the cage. So Brutus says, it's okay. I don't need a, a key. He goes to the cage door and snatches it off and enters the ring with the, the door in his hand. Um, he starts going wild. He's hitting suplexes. He's using the cage door to smash up against the diet against the cage. The Kree's now start teaming up and tossing Reed all over the cage, but Fowler is able to stop them. The diet then try to use the cage door on Brutus, but the Kree's overpower them. Julius then places both of the Diaz on his shoulders while Brutus hits like a double Brutus bomb off the top rope. We get another holy shit chant here from the crowd. They're totally into this match. And they follow this with a double sliding form that they do. They both do it at the same time to the Diaz to get the double pin and the win at 13 minutes and 55 seconds. And they get their jobs back. They are reinstated in NXT. Um, I love this match. Great way to open the show. Yeah, what did you think of this match? 
Man, I loved it. Um, it's one of the rare cage matches where the people actually use the cage as a weapon. You know what I mean? They really used the whole cage. They ripped the door off and hit each other with it. They smashed each other with it, threw each other to the cage. Everything about this match screamed good cage match. But um, shout out to Creed Bros, man. Jesus Christ. They, the power moves put on by these guys were just amazing tonight. That Brutus, that double Brutus bomb deserved a holy shit chant, for real. That that was really really nice. Um, and shout out to the um to the uh, schism goons. There was <laughs> you know they tried their best when Brutus came back for that power spot, but a couple of those things missed time. But I forgive them for that. But it made, they still made them look strong though. Throughout the night, we get these videos from all four competitors in the main event, which is a fatal four way to determine the number of contenders for the women's championship. And the first video is from Roxanne Perez, who says that she used to respect her opponents in Gigi Dolan, Kiana James, and Blair Davenport. But she doesn't care anymore because she wants to get the NXT women's title that she should have never lost, and she wants it now. We go into the announcement, I guess the official announcement of the participants in the Global Heritage Invitational Tournament, which is going to be an eight-man tournament, round-robin style, where the winner gets a shot at NXT No Mercy. And we have two groups here. In Group A, we have representing Spain, Axiom, Tyler Bate from England, Charlie Dempsey uh, representing the USA, and Butch, the former Pete Dunn, representing England. And in Group B, we have Duke Hudson representing Australia, Joe Coffey from Scotland, Akira Tozawa from Japan, and Nathan Fraser from Jersey. Not New Jersey, but the actual original Jersey. Jersey. And the, uh, the, the, the point system is you get two points for a win, zero, obviously, if you lose. There's a 12-minute time limit where if they go to the draw, they both get one points. And then the Group A and Group B winners will face off on September 26th, and the winner of that will be having their title shot at no mercy and uh they also taped before nxt they taped the level up show which airs every um friday and they're actually going to be doing matches there as well because duke hudson versus uh tozawa is going to be there on friday so i kind of like how they're kind of splitting up the matches here so yeah last week we kind of i think we we over uh got excited here and was like oh who are they going to bring in from new japan <laughs> who are they going to bring in from football um they are keeping it in the system but um it is pretty cool they're keeping they're bringing some guys in, down from the main roster with butch and uh tozawa here so that's kind of yeah, cool at least nice. they got that going on but yeah what do you think of the uh, the eight participants of this i think tozawa was a great choice um he can really show like stamina monster man he can really really go hard on these fucking matches and these um this time limit um i would love to see um like a good time limit draw to get yep. that one point across because you know what's gonna it's one it has to be a draw so um I'm, I'm looking forward to that i don't know who's gonna be but we can get into the next match though I'm trying to think. So out of the, the two groups, uh, Group A, we have Axiom, Tyler Bate, Charlie Dempsey, and Butch. Who do you, who do you mm-hmm. see coming out of that? I'm hmm, looking at it. I'm probably going to go with Dempsey. I feel like he might be the one in that one. Yeah, Dempsey. I can see Dempsey. Uh, this, this could be a good push for Dempsey, of course, yeah. And then Group B, we have Duke Hudson, Coffee, Tozawa, and Frazier. I think Frazier might come up on top of there. So it looks like we might get Dempsey versus Frazier in the finals. If not, maybe Tyler Bate versus Frazier in the finals. I'm thinking Duke might make it. Duke, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking Duke might make it. I can see that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm really excited for this. I, I, I like any of these like round-robin style things. I know people have been asking for something like this outside of New Japan. So we're getting something here in WWE. It's definitely a start. So hopefully it's a success yeah. and we can see something like this uh, more in the future. We go backstage where Tony D'Angelo, Stax, and Carmelo Hayes are showing off their titles. Melo says that he ain't getting any L's. And then Tony says, L's, W's, ABC's, it doesn't matter. Only championship gold matters. <laughs> the Street Profits walk in here, making a little bit of a return here, cameo in NXT. And they're showing love to all these guys. Montel Ford tells Melo that he loves what he's doing with his title, but he asks what he's going to be doing next. Melo says that he knows who they're talking about. 
He's going to erase Asterisk now as he heads out. Tony brings up how the street prophets used to run things around here and hold weight on these streets. Ford says that maybe next time they will let them know how you doing. So it looks like we're teasing some sort of match here between uh, the family, the D'Angelo family and street prophets here. And then as yeah. they're talking, we have this, you know, impromptu brawl in the background between uh, Electra Lopez, Lola Vice, Dana Brooke and Kalani Jordan, all brawling uh, as they're getting ready for their match later on tonight. But yeah, street prophets showing up here. Uh, there's, a, I guess we could talk about it now, but later on in the show, there's a little tease between um, trick and mellow where trick starts to say something about the street prophets, but he gets cut off. So last time we saw the street prophets, there were, with Lashley talking to both Mellow and Trick. So do you think this could be some sort of um, them trying to recruit Trick um, and kind of split up Trick and Mellow? I think they're trying to recruit Mellow. Mm. Yeah, okay. I, that's what I think. I think they're trying to recruit Mellow, which I won't have a problem with that. Mellow can go up and probably dangle with the new um, Herbiz. I don't know what they call themselves. but Yeah, no name just yet. <laughs> yeah, no name yet. Just the suit guys. Uh, <laughs> but if Mellow goes up and you know, mingle with those guys and Trick stays down and you know develops a little bit more because he, he does need a little bit more work, um, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Absolutely. We go to the first match in the invitational here in uh for group a we have charlie dempsey who's accompanied by drew gulak and damon kemp versus butch the metaphor is seen watching on from the little porch they have here and they start the match trying to take each other down as a crowd chance bruiser weight bruiser weight they're probably one of the champ pete dunn obviously but out of respect they're going to call him by his new name of butch yeah. dempsey starts stretching out butch's hand but he's able to escape out run the ropes and knock dempsey down before he now starts working on dempsey's hand and starts stomping on him they start trading forums until they go back to submissions that dempsey turns into this beautiful bridge suplex to get a two count Butch heads to the top rope, but Dempsey joins him and suplexes Butch off, who lands on his feet and goes right after to break Dempsey's fingers. Long time. We haven't heard this, but break your fingers break your finger. for, uh, from Butch here, <laughs> followed by the bitter end to get the win pretty quickly here at four minutes and 53 seconds. What did you think of this match? Uh, nice little comeback here from Butch to NXT. Pretty good match, man. I miss watching uh, Butch beat the shit out of people, man. It was really, really physical, too. Surprisingly, because I didn't think they were going to go that hard, but it was a really good match, though. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed this match. I wish it would have got a little bit more time, but I guess they want to give you the idea that a lot of these matches are going to be going pretty quick here um, with the 12-minute yeah. time limit. They don't want every match to kind of go to distance or so. But I, I think as, a, as the matches go on, we're going to be seeing a little bit more time from these for sure. But I think the veteran, the veteran Butch should not have to go that long with Charlie Dempsey. He should have went in there and polarized and got out of there. That's true. That's true. And it's funny, like seeing these two guys, because obviously we have um, Regal's son. So they said he has British blood, but he's actually born here in the States. So he, that's why he's representing the United States. And you have nice. Butch, who's pretty much like a little clone of uh, William Regal, I feel like. They both have very similar styles to uh, the dad. I was going to say their dad, but obviously only the dad. <laughs> their <also>. dad. <laughs> We go backstage where Mackenzie Mitchell is with Dragon Lee and asks um, and says and says that since he pinned Dominic Mysterio last week in Heat Wave, he should be getting a title shot and put him back into contention. Dragon says that Lyra, Lyra Valkyrie was a great partner and everybody sees what happens when Rhea Ripley is taken out of the picture. Mustafa Ali interrupts and says that he already lost to Dominic and he hasn't gotten a one-on-one match yet. And it's not fair. He's tired of seeing the outsider Dominic Mysterio walk around with that title. And guys who bleed NXT deserve a title to be proud of. Dragon agrees. So Ali says since they could agree to that, they could also agree to the fact that Dragon Lee stepped up to the plate and struck out. And now Ali is up to bat. And Dragon Lee was like, damn, um, you're right. But I definitely didn't like that. I, I don't like how you pointed it out. So nice little reaction here from Dragon Lee. Where yeah. Ali, uh, Ali had a point. He's like, hey, listen, man, you got your shot already. Uh, you you struck out. And now it's my turn. Yeah, Ali. Um... Great head of hair, guys, rocking right now. Great. I wish I could have hair like that. 
Ali, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. We go to the ring where Ia Dragunov is there, and he admits that Trick Williams impressed him last week, and he deserves everyone's respect, but nothing stands in his way now as he's going to be going after the NXT Championship again. And he tries to, to, to send a message to Carmelo Hayes, but he gets interrupted by Noam Dar, who's still in the porch. He was there from the prior match. I guess he just never left. So I'm just going to hang out here all day. He was there the whole night. <laughs> so it's, it's just like, like, like nobody even realized it because the camera didn't pan out to there. But it's like, oh, no, he's he's still there. So he starts talking. And he says, you know what? Now's the perfect time for an impromptu Supernova Sessions. Noam says that he can relax and watch as these guys fight in the Invitational before they lose to him at No Mercy. Noam says it's pathetic that Dragunov is pleading for a match before Ora Mensa starts insulting Dragunov in German. Ia threatens to go join them up there and attack them, but Jakara Jackson and Lash Legend says that not, Noam isn't scared of him or anyone. And he says to Dragunov, where's your title? This is the Heritage Cup champion. You don't have a title. Dragunov starts taking off his jacket. He says he's going to go up there and stop Dar. But Dar says, no, you don't have that. Next week, you're going to have a match. It's going to be you. And then Mensa interrupts and says, against me. Because Dragunov does not deserve to go in the ring with the Heritage Cup champion. Dragunov says, I will break you in German to Mensa as they start going at it. But Mensa is able to escape before Dragunov can take him out. So obviously they're going to be leading to a Dragunov versus Norm Dar match as um, he's waiting for an opponent at uh, for No Mercy. But uh, or Mensa stepping up here. I like the fact that he's kind of stepping up and saying, hey, you got to go through me before you go against the big boss here in Noam Dar. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm definitely looking forward to this match between Noam Dar and Dragunov because I, I like Noam Dar in these Heritage Cup matches, but I, I kind of want to see him in regular matches as well. So this is definitely a good uh, matchup between him and Dragunov. Yeah, why not? I, I don't mind this at all. Uh, shout out uh, my man Mensa, like Booker T says, <laughs> rocking a, a fresh pair of metallic uh, red fours, uh, Jordan mm. Uh, of course, I spotted that out of nowhere, so you know. <laughs> but yeah, um, I love the metaphor, man. I love them so much. <laughs> Even though this, this promo was a little shoddy at, at points, I love them so much. They got to keep them together forever. Me too, especially like Lash and Jakara just like throwing in these little like insults in between, like oh, you know, like oh, where's your belt? Like these funny little like things that they say. I think it's it definitely a like if you would have like. When they before they announced him, if you would have just said they're gonna put these four together, I'd be like, really? I don't know if that's gonna yeah, work I, out. But after I, seeing it, I'm just like, oh, this is great. They they all work out perfectly with each other. Yeah, I mean, Noam's a drip guy. He's out there looking like a Picasso, like books. Are- <laughs> yes, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to we'll get we'll to get that to later. That. Yeah, we'll get to that later. We go backstage where Von Wagner is with Mr. Stone, and he says that Braun Breaker is calling himself the badass Braun Breaker, but he should be calling himself the blindside Braun Breaker because he had to take him out for a second time by blindsiding him. But he gets it because Breaker is pissed off that Vaughn tabled his ass. But Vaughn is pissed off also. And come Tuesday, he definitely knows the meme because he he said it like he made sure everybody heard him. He's like, come Tuesday, <laughs> you don't have to worry about blindsiding him. And next week, it'll be Braun versus Vaughn. Uh, as Vaughn calls him, Brawny Boy in a no disqualification match. Um, I love Von Wagner and I, I love how he just like taking uh, come Tuesday and all these other like things and, and totally like making it part of his character. Come Tuesday, we're bringing a hardwood next week. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, Vaughn, you, you're, you're digging it. Okay, <laughs> we, need, we need a shirt, we need a come Tuesday shirt, and then we need I'm a wondering who's making the, the NXT uh iron on shirts right now because Braun it seems Bra- like to be a big thing. Braun Breaker is because later on, Baron Corbin's like, hey, when you lose the match, you can go back to your t shirt business. So I'm guessing Braun is making shirts for everybody backstage, <laughs> Braun's t shirt stand in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Call it like set of iron on. It's like iron brawn. It's iron brawn. Iron brawn business. There we go. Braun Don. Braun Don. I like that. The the brawn brands. Oh, oh he, yeah. God. He could he could start yeah, a t shirt company. Yeah. yeah, we're just we're just giving them gold every week. <laughs> We go to the next match, which uh, started with the brawl in the back with Electra Lopez and Lola Vice versus Dana Brooke and Kalani Jordan. It's actually Dana and Kalani's first time teaming up after having uh, some sort of alliance the last couple of weeks. 
The match starts with Jordan and Lopez going at it, but Jordan quickly tags, uh, takes Lopez down, who goes right out and tags out to Vice. Vice and Lopez keep tagging in and out while double-teaming on Jordan as Vic Joseph tells Booker to relax with his biscotti talk because Queen Charmel is at home watching. <laughs> like During this match, Booker's just like, oh, oh, biscotti. He says, oh, like he just, he's just sweating. Vic. <laughs> So I like how like uh, Vic is like, hey, you need to relax. Like uh, Sharma showed up here the other week. She's probably gonna show up again if you don't if you don't stop this right now. Yeah. <laughs> the funny part is a biscotti is a cookie, so he's calling them a hot cookie basically. But I guess he just I don't know a hottie biscotti is 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 his term. I I guess I'll take it, book. We need a hottie biscotti shirt. Braun Braun, get on that if you're listening. We need a hottie biscotti. Hottie biscotti iron on bronze. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Lola keeps kicking at uh, Kalani, but she hits a, uh, a spinning heel kick and tags out to Dana. Dana starts attacking Lopez in a corner and hits a bulldog for a two count. Jordan tags in, but Dana quickly takes Vice out to the outside, but Vice whips her into the steel steps. This distracts Jordan as Lopez picks up Jordan, and then Vice hits a, uh, Jordan with like a roundhouse kick and pins her at four minutes and two seconds, and Dana is pissed off on the outside, screaming, banging on the apron as uh, Kalani gets the loss here. But uh, yeah, nice little... I'm liking the team of Lola and uh, Letra here. Um, it they, you know, somehow bring these. I know they got rid of the NXT women's titles, but um, I could definitely see Lopez and Lola in the future possibly getting a shot at the uh, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven, who are the current NXT women's champions. Yeah. But um, yeah, nice little match here, a quick little match. But I, I definitely think Lola and uh, Electra are working good as a team, and obviously they're still throwing in this dissension between um Dana being pissed off at Kalani that I think is obviously going to lead to a match. But yeah, what did you think of this whole angle? Uh, okay, pretty decent match. Um, Lola has the best back fist in the game. Um. <laughs> Dana Brooke is still Dana Brooke, um, almost unnoticeable in the ring. Uh, not not a bad match. I didn't. I wasn't really offended by it. Um, the tag team of Lola Vice and uh and uh I'm sorry, Electra Lopez is pretty mm-hmm. good. Even though I'm I'm still kind of the guy who wanted Electra Lopez to still be in Legato, but you know that's another story. Gotcha. We go to another video from the competitors tonight. This one's from Gigi Dolan, who talks about the road to the NXT Women's Championship is a game of choosing between the devil you know and the devil that you don't. But the devil that she knows is chaos. The smartest thing Tiffany Stratton did was have all of them fight for the opportunity at her, at her title. But the stupidest thing that she did was put Gigi in it. So she will see her next week. We go backstage to Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, and Trick is talking about how he just spoke to the prefop, Street Profits, who I was talking about earlier. And Hayes cuts him off and says that he can't have people thinking that he only beat Dragonov at the Great American Bash due to Trick's help, but Trick told him to cut off that noise and focus on the real thing. And Trick, and he asked Trick, Trick if he can beat Dragonov, and Trick kind of gives like this, like, I think so answer, but it doesn't convince Carmelo. And Carmelo says, Trick, you don't think that I can beat Dragonov, do you? They, they kind of start arguing a little bit, and Trick begins to say, I don't think. And Melo cuts him off and says, that's all he needs to hear, and he walks off. And Trick finishes off by saying, I don't think you can. I know you can. It's like a scene out of like Say by the Bell where you get like the dramatic, like right. the, the message that we were meant to hear that he was meant to hear, but he didn't get to hear it because he walked <laughs> off the screen. But us as an audience, we get to hear it. So Trick does believe that he can beat um, Dragonov, obviously. But yeah, you might be onto something about Melo joining them because he's the one that seems a little bit like pissed off about this whole asterisk thing and uh, eliminating the asterisk. And he didn't even get Trick the chance to even like explain himself as right. uh, this goes on. So yeah, what do you like? Do you have Melo like possibly lose the title? Um, and then get called up to the main roster and be with the Street Profits and Lashley? Or do you have like the Street Profits kind of like invade uh, NXT for a while and do something down there? Yeah, I think I think Melo has to lose because um, to keep Dragunov strong, he, he has to get this dub. So yeah, Melo, Melo almost because he, he's beat everybody else. Yeah. Carmelo, you know, he's there's no other 
contenders that's out there for him to beat. I mean, he's beat everybody. Even leading up to him winning the title, he's beat everybody on the, on the road there. So I think, yeah, you can take the belt off of him, put him on. Dragunov deserves that title anyway, but I think, think Melo so. deserves that call up too. So yeah, I and agree Braun. With that. Yeah, him and Braun are probably the only two that can get called up out of this class right now. So I'll take that. I agree with that. This post wrestling podcast is brought to you by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister. And putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. We go to the next match. We have Dijak versus Eddie Thorpe. Um, Dijak was actually wearing a uh, hurt heel gloves in tribute to Bray Wyatt here, which I later saw yep. on his Instagram page. So definitely nice shout time. out to Dijak for that. They start fighting on the outside before the bell rings as uh, when, Storp, when Thorpe is making his entrance. But Thorpe goes right after Dijak, hitting a brain buster and going for the pen attempt. Dijak comes back with a high justice choke slam for a two count. He goes for another one, but Thorpe counters it. They start trading kicks and punches, but Dijak takes his belt off and wraps it around his wrist. He tries to hit Thorpe with it, but it falls off and it goes on the. Uh, they start tugging on the belt before Dijak ends up on the outside where the belt falls off and Thorpe dies on him. Dijak tosses Thorpe right back into the ring. Uh, I'm sorry, he, t- he tosses him into the chair uh, by the commentary table, and Booker luckily got out of the way with this one because this would have went right into Booker. <laughs> I think Booker's like, whenever he sees anybody on the outside, on his side, he just gets up at this point. He's like, I'm sick of all these memes and gifts of me falling over on my chair. So I'm Did you hear sure. the crowd yelling like, Booker, move out of the way? <laughs> so at, le- at least they're, yeah, at least they're like on, you know, giving him the heads up now when people are going near him. Yeah, yeah, he needs it. <laughs> Um, after this, Dijak goes. To, uh, speaking of chairs, did you see the, the chair shot that Xavier Woods got on Raw? Yes. <laughs> so he's actually he got whiplash because of that. And uh, no shit. Yeah. So he's going to be off of um off of a uh, Raw this next week. He said, which is actually on his birthday. He's like he's going to have to miss it because that when I saw the chair shot, I'm like that. I don't think it was meant to be. Like between that chair shot and then there was one from um uh Trish Stratus through a chair right in like Zoe Stark's face. I'm just like yeah. they got to be careful with these chairs. Um, there's another whiplash moment we'll talk about later on in the show that got me a little worried as well. But they, these guys gotta be careful with the with with their heads and their necks here, as oh, yeah. um obviously it's 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 going to be um you know some repercussions from it. But after this chair shot, Dijak grabs a steel chair and throws it to Thorpe. But Thorpe is is uh smart here and gets out of the way. As a referee is taking this chair out of the ring, Dijak goes back and grabs the belt from the outside, wraps it around his fist again, knocks Thorpe out with it followed by a spinning boot to get the pin at 4 minutes and 22 seconds. A short match here, but I do like like the introduction of the belt here being used as a weapon here. Um, and the, the finish here, I think, was was pretty smart. And uh, obviously, I think they're going to be doing some sort of a, a rematch here in the future. Yeah, I think it's going to be some kind of like no DQ type match anyway, because um, 
I mean, loaded belt into the match, or or you can give us like a strap match or something like that. I was thinking about a strap match, yeah. With them introducing the belt, I think that's like a good transition into like an actual like strap between them two. Absolutely, and um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. No, it's no no like dusty tribute show coming up, and is it? Um, I mean, they kind of skip the Dusty Classic. Usually they have the Dusty Classic before, like, in the middle of the year, I want to say. Usually, yeah. like, around summertime or even before then, I want to say. And they didn't do it this year. I'm not sure why. Like, you would think it's the first year where Cody can actually, like, present it or do something. So maybe exactly. maybe they can do something. Um, but we, I, I did see a Dusty tribute in a way this past weekend at uh, the NWA show. It was uh, Tyrus having his uh, retirement match against EC3. Um, first of all, I will say one thing. like They they both obviously were close to, to Bray Wyatt, so they both had a nice little like tribute and dedication to him as well as Terry Funk and 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 uh, Tyrus was wearing like the dusty, you know, jacket because they were having like a bull rope match and everything. Um, but yeah, Tyrus dropped the title to EC3 here, and it looks like he actually might be um, retired. The same week that Jackson Riker has a retirement match, we had Tyrus, the former Brutus Clay, in his retirement match as well. So uh, yeah, what's your favorite uh, Tyrus memory there? Uh, <laughs> I don't think I have any. I don't <laughs> look, man. <laughs> look, uh, my community feels a certain way about tires okay so and we're not gonna get into that right now i think uh i think nate hold us down when it comes to talking tires on the post yeah universe. yeah so it's, it's, yeah i don't it's like ec3 yeah. is like the lesser of two evils so i'm happy the belt is off of tires and that's and a bad least, place but, to be yeah but if you're picking ec3 over over somebody you know that the other person is definitely somebody you're not like Approving. And Tyrus yes. went off after the match too. He got on the mic and he's like, he had his kids next to him. He's like, yeah, F all those trolls and everything and this and that. He was going off, but he made it seem like he was really done in wrestling. So who knows? If I uh don't have to see him again, I I, I won't be crying a river like uh Justin or uh Bill. Not one tear shit. We get a, another video here from the competitors. This one's from Kiana James, who says that when you picture her, you picture success, and he starts talking trash about her three opponents, and she doesn't have to make any excuses about tonight. Her success is measured by action, and she'll do whatever it takes to have her hand raised tonight. You see a uh, Baron Corbin is backstage. He's yelling at some stagehand here about something, and then Braun Breaker interrupts him wearing his li- nice little shirt, saying, I have the greatest spear. Uh, and he says that he wants to thank you from Corbin for saving his last last week. Corbin says that he didn't need to be saved and he wishes him good luck in his match next week. And if not, Braun can fall back on his t-shirt making business. Told you. Uh, <laughs> Braun says that he'll put an end to Von Wagner's fairy tale and he threatens Corbin to not get involved. Corbin says that he won't because he doesn't care about Braun. He doesn't care about Von. Braun says good because if he does get involved, it'll be the end of days for Corbin. And Corbin just laughs this off. He's like, yo, dude, just, just cut it out. What are you doing? Um, he just tells him to make sure he doesn't get put through a table uh, next week against Vaughn. So uh, they're obviously keeping Corbin involved in this Braun Vaughn thing. So that being a no DQ match, do you see Corbin maybe taking offense to this line about the end of days and possibly getting involved anyway? Maybe. I mean, but then who, who does he help? Because he doesn't seem to like... He doesn't seem too amused by Braun either. So it's like, yeah, maybe. Who knows? I can see him attacking both of them and then having a triple threat match at No Mercy between uh, yeah. Corbin, Vaughn, and yep. Braun. A couple big glasses, you know? Yeah, there let's we go. do it. We go back to the Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo saga. So last we saw, they were like having a dream and this and that, and they kind of like snapped out of it. Uh, this like the, this like melodrama that they were having with text messages, and they were like, you know, we got to do this for Grandpa. We got to do this for Grandpa. So the newest update here is Garza. I guess we get to like we somehow can see his dreams 
I don't know how that works in the NXT universe, but we see his dreams of his father talking about him saying, remember what I always told you. And this startles Garza as he wakes up and he sees he has blood all over him. He's like, what is going on? I'm like, where did this blood come from? Uh, we get a knock on the door from Umberto and says, he just had a dream about grandpa and angels. Like I just had a dream about him also. And they talk about how they both had the same exact dreams about them being kids and their grandpa talking to them. And Umberto shows like this giant, like, I guess like a claw scratch on his chest that he has. Um, and then uh, it kind of looks like the Toronto Raptors logo, like with the oh, claws come down on the basketball. That's what it looks like to me. So I'm like, oh, they, did they both get drafted to the, the Raptors here? And then um, Umberto's like, oh my God, no way. And he shows that he has the same exact one. And as they're talking, we hear like their grandpa's talking again, talking about how, you know, their family and this and that. They start talking about their family being ripped away from them. And now they have to start from scratch. I guess that's the whole significance of the scratch on their chest is they have to start from scratch. I don't know what other representation this is. Like, was this their grandpa, like somehow like scratching them? I I don't know what the point of this scratch is, except maybe to show that their blood. That's the only like connection I I got. Yeah, yeah. We see highlights of their grandpa and they start talking about how great he was as a luchador. They go and grab the Los Lotharios t-shirt that they, uh, their former name that they had as a tag team. And Garza says that he is the fire and Umberto is the heart and they rip up the shirt and next week they will return. So I guess we'll get the heart and fire of the Garza family here as uh, they're going to be returning next week. I guess I have some sort of new um, stance on their tag team. Yeah. What did you, uh, what did you think of this? I think that, their grandpa is fucking haunting them and they need to get the hell out of those houses because <laughs> this is a horror movie i don't know what you guys are that, that doesn't that dream did not tell me that dream told me get the hell out of that house you wake up with a scratch that deep across your chest i don't want to wrestle i want to i want to move that's all i wanted to what i've is, seen i've seen plenty it? of stephen king movies i just saw the boogeyman i saw that movie talk to me and whenever people have nightmares and, and they wake up with certain things on their body it's not a positive thing it's usually uh it's not good. The haunting it's not good get out of there you can hear this umberto angel get out of that house it's your grandfather doesn't like that's not your grandfather that's not your are we gonna see the, the ghost of grandpa garza next week just like as their manager or something oh, like okay okay <laughs> ghost of grandpa as uh, as Mug as Muggie says in the chat, uh, Eddie oh. King's uh, Eddie Eddie Edwards and uh, Davy Richards should probably sue them for the uh, American Wolves uh, logo that they have there. Maybe maybe next week they're gonna be like the Mexican Wolves. They sh- they're gonna be the 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 Mexican Wolves, and they're gonna be uh, oh. having scratches on them. I guess those Wolfarios. It's 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 it's, <laughs> it's been ridiculous, oh, but it just means that they're gonna be like taken more seriously and having like good tag team matches i'm all for it. these two obviously are great wrestlers and they haven't really had a chance to show it off much so if this means that they can you know be a more serious and taken seriously sure i'm all for it all this wacky that, stuff aside or grandpa wants them to go to gcw and do death matches that's the only two things i can get from that is because you woke up with, with two nice gashes and blood dripping yeah I, I, that would have sent me straight to death matches i, I don't know about you guys but yeah. I want to see like next week, like they have like it's like the blood is gone, but they still have the scars. And for now on, they just have like these scratches just on their body that they always have to like put on before like they wrestle. Just like, keep, keep it going. It's not yeah, going to be on while wrestling. Or, or a big band aid or something. I don't know. They got to have something to show. Yeah, like, big band aid. Yeah, big band aid. It, it can't just disappear. We go to uh, Vic Joseph and Booker T, who are ringside, and they're they're speaking some kind words about both Terry Funk as well as Bray Wyatt. And they cut to the same Bray Wyatt video that we saw on SmackDown. We saw on Raw. Definitely a great video here, showing all his highlights, as well as um, pictures with his family, his kids, um, his fiance. I just found out that him and JoJo had just gotten engaged like earlier this year. 
Um, wow. So obviously, yeah, they didn't get to, to the marriage, but that that's obviously uh, very tough. As anybody remembers JoJo from her uh, Total Divas days and the original uh, when she was announcing for for WWE. And then we cut back to the crowd here as they're all, including Booker and Vic, they're all holding up their phones here doing the Fireflies thing as uh, we see the rocking chair on the stage. Um, definitely beautiful here. And obviously Bray Wyatt having a start in NXT. This definitely uh, means a lot to probably a lot of people here in the crowd. Um, and Booker T, like, I don't know if you saw, but he was actually doing his radio show. Yeah. Uh, and then live on the air, his co-host was like, you could just see like his change of expression in his voice as he's like finding out the news. And then Booker T literally not wanting to believe it. He's just like shaking his head, like looking with the scowl on, like you're telling me that he passed. Like just like the, the live reaction to one of these performers seeing it. You can only imagine how all these other performers got the news. Um, yeah, I know on, uh, on behind the the BTE, uh, on being the elite, they had like the Young Bucks were talking about how they found out on the plane ride to London and how um, Gallows and Anderson like were texting them, telling them, confirming it with them and this and that. Like it's it's been sick, man. Like it's just, just hearing all these stories. Um, yeah, it's it's a sad man. It's very sad. It was tough to see Becky kind of break down at the end of Raw too. Yeah, yeah. There was a they, they posted a video after. I know like Seth Rollins did a video on um in one of the house shows. Uh Anderson and Gallows put up a video on their Instagram talking. I didn't realize how close they were to Bray Wyatt. Like they used to hang, oh, yeah. hang out in Japan. When they were still for New Japan, Bray would always go there for the tours and like they would hang out this and that. Um but I feel like the they're gonna continue with these um with these with these um tributes, obviously. We have John Cena coming up on SmackDown this Friday. I'm sure he's gonna say some some words about him as well. Um yeah. obviously like he might not be in the right state of mind, but let's just say Bo Dallas, if he was the person who was portraying Uncle Howdy, which was like pretty much like the rumor talk, if he is on the contract and he does come back, how would you handle that? Would you have him like reveal himself as Uncle Howdy and kind of like continue like the lore of Bray Wyatt in a way and he kind of continue his brother's legacy or do you kind of just like scrap up or maybe like Bo doesn't come back? Who knows? Obviously you can't tell yeah, what somebody's gonna yeah. do after his somebody passes away but what would you personally like like to see from Bo Dallas I feel like they should just um like get the Bo if he if he does agree to come back if he if he's up for it you know um just see where he wants where he wants to go with it you know if he yeah. wants to um kind of reveal that he was Uncle Howdy the whole time and you know kind of use that to honor his brother of course but you know I feel like they should just let him guide himself into this because it's not going to be easy coming back you got to give him something he's going to be comfortable doing. So if, if that's going to be too much for him, yeah, just just yeah. let give him everything that he's going to be comfortable doing. Yeah, you definitely um, have like like moving parts. If you wanted to continue this, this tradition, you could because obviously Alexa Bliss had the connection. Um, she's absolutely. obviously pregnant right now, but when she comes back, she can be involved with it. Braun Strowman's still there. We had Rowan that was there for the tribute as well. So you could definitely do something if you really wanted to. But obviously, it's all up to these performers if they want to continue it. But yeah. I would kind of like to see like Bold Allen at least like let us know. Hey, listen, I, I'm his brother, his real life brother. That was me with him in his final performance like when they mm-hmm. took out the uh the hit row that was the final on screen from bray where it was him and Bo or him and howdy taking out hit row so they could definitely do that and then somehow continue the the tradition of the wyatts and hey i'm bo wyatt now you know i'm his brother yeah. this is me all along whatever the case you want to do um i think that would be kind of cool for, for bo obviously to, to do that and kind of continue the legacy i got a question though yeah. i see everybody's posting about bray they, they was always like calling him hoot and i wonder how did because I always wonder how people get their nicknames. And was like, yeah, how, how did he get that nickname? Man, I'm pretty sure it's a great story about that, too. I'm sure it is. Yeah, so yeah. you know, some things we're just not, you know, we're not meant to know, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of yeah, I mean, things we're, we're not meant to know it, but like, I it's, I just seen everybody like calling them hooting all their posts. I'm like, mm, he probably got that in a funny way. It's probably hilarious stories about that, too. So, 
I hope down the road they they do some sort of um documentary or Peacock special for Bray, maybe show like some behind the scenes, like him creating like the Firefly Funhouse and all these like fiend segments. I'd like to see like him actually like discussing the ideas and because like yeah, people they might not say he's the best wrestler in the world, but you can't deny any of his like creative things that he did like there wasn't anybody like him mm-hmm. since like the undertaker i know he had like influences from foley and this and that I know foley said that like he once cut a promo i think it was for randy orton where he's like on a rocking chair and i think i remember that and that's where bray got the idea to do the whole rocking chair thing was from foley um so i definitely would like to see like more people speak on like the legacy of bray and just like a lot of the ideas that he had and a lot of creations there's probably a lot of things that we would never like know like when the whole like white rabbit thing was happening and there was all these like little hints of this and that people thought there was like more to it but we never like really got a resolution to it so i wouldn't be surprised if like jojo probably has like notebooks full of just like ideas that he was like waiting to introduce and all that so dude he had me listening to Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit for two months. <laughs> I'm and, and, pretty sure they streams went up because of me alone. You know what I mean? And, so. and, and all of his theme songs from his original one he had with the Fireflies to the new one he had from Code Orange. Like he had some crazy banger themes. Yeah, absolutely, man. He never missed. Never missed. Absolutely. Rest in peace to Barry Wyatt. We get the final video here for the competitors tonight. And Blair Davenport is talking about how she's the only one from tonight's four without a championship on her resume. But she has over a decade of experience destroying women all across the globe. She smiles because she likes to see the pleasure uh, of her opponents in pain. And tonight she has a three for one, three for the price of one, as she will have three of them in pain. We see an Instagram video from Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio where they say that they don't they don't like to share between Dragon Lee and Mustafa Ali. As Dom says, I belong to mommy. And it doesn't matter what happened at Heat Wave, as Dom will hold the title until he retires. He will be champ for life, as he says. Dom tells Dragon and Ali they can fight it out, and he'll fight the winner at no mercy. And since there has to be a winner, he will be the special guest referee next week at NXT. So we're going to have Mustafa Ali versus Dragon Lee with Dirty Dom as a special referee, which I think is only going to be uh, hilarity. Yeah, hilarity is going <laughs> to happen with this match for sure. We go to the next match in the Global Heritage Invitational. This is a Group B match as Joe Coffey takes on Nathan Frazier. Metaphor is watching on again. And this is the part where Booker says, uh, they look like a Picasso painting. And then Vic is like, Picasso? And Booker's like, yeah, Pablo Picasso. And and Vic is like, I know what you're talking about, but how does this look like a Picasso painting? Like, it's just, he's like, like you can tell Vic was like, have you ever seen a Picasso painting? Like, how would this look like? It's I don't know what he was going with, maybe with the colors and everything. I, I don't know what Booker was talking about. That's what he meant. He meant... Um, Noam Dar, if you haven't watched the show, everybody, Noam Dar had on a very, very colorful outfit, um, shorts and shirt to match. And I, I get, I totally understood what Book was talking about. Vic, come on, come on. You got to help Book out. Come on. I think Vic just likes to see like Booker struggle with certain things. He does. Like... He does. <laughs> but I, I totally understood what he was talking about. Though. Even earlier on when they were going over the Heritage Cup rules, at that point, Vic and Booker are like standing by the stage. And the whole time they're talking, uh, Booker's like doing like a little shimmy He's thing. Dancing, and Vic just yeah. looks at him like, yo, what are you doing? Like, we, you know, we got to talk about this thing. It's, I, just, I, I love this duo, the very underrated duo of uh, Vic and Booker. Oh yeah. Book uh they start the match and Coffee starts by throwing Frazier down a couple times before working on his arm. They go back and forth. But as Frazier, this is the part where I was talking about earlier with the whiplash. So Frazier goes to run the ropes, but it looks like his head like goes like whips under the top rope and hits like the other side of it. It's like that yeah. makes any sense. But like I have to rewind. I'm like, at first I'm like, did like the Wolfgang or Mark Coffee trip him? I'm like, did something happen? I'm like, no, he didn't. He actually like whipped and some I don't know how it happened, but he must have gone so fast at his head went under the top rope and like whiplash on the other side. I'm like, Ooh, I hope that's not going to be damaging because I, was I know the referee was like checking on him, but that looked really bad. bad. I would have really, really fast. And 
you can I had to go back to like you said, I thought they tripped him up. Yeah. But no, he was just running so fast that his head went under the uh, top rope and he clotheslined himself basically. He he basically um gave himself a, a stun gun. Yeah, and, and we and we've seen things like this happen. I know what happened to Enzo Amore that one time on on Raw or something. That was very scary, and they had to stop the match and everything. And I'm sure it's yeah. happened before in wrestling. Um, sometimes it's, it's some bad things can come out of it. So I was hoping that like they're gonna stop the match, but maybe they checked on him during commercial or whatnot. But the referee was definitely like asking if he's okay, and, and they did continue the match after this. Um, Coffee takes control of this as Frazier comes right back with some kicks and takes Coffee down. Coffee hits a couple suplexes for a two count, but Frazier comes right back and drops Coffee off the apron as they go to commercial. When we come back, they're trading punches until Frazier hits a spinning neckbreaker for a two count. Frazier dodges as Coffee falls to the outside, where Frazier meets him with a dive. Frazier sends Coffee back inside and hits a springboard frog splash to get a two count. They head to the top rope. Frazier lands on his feet and hits a super kick, goes back to the top, goes for the Phoenix splash, but Coffee gets out of the way and hits him with best for the bells for the pin at 10 minutes and 12 seconds. As Booker says, best for the bells, he rocked those bells, and he kept saying <laughs> rock those bells. So I feel like that's something he's gonna, definitely going to try to like make part of his uh, thing here. But yeah, Joe Coffee here getting his first point here. And uh, yeah, hopefully um, Frazier is okay out of this. Uh, they didn't say anything, so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he'll be all right out of this. But um, yeah, Joe Coffee getting the, the first point here in this match. But yeah, anything uh, you want to speak about this match for? Nah, I mean, the match is pretty basic. Um... Frazier is super fast. Like even before he he got choked up on the ropes, he's super duper fast, dude. And I understand how he can lose himself in speed and get choked on the ropes because he was he's a really really quick mover. He's like ricochet out there. Absolutely. We go backstage where we have a chase you segment, and um, Andre Chase notices that Thea Hale isn't there in the front row in her seat and asks Duke Hudson where she is. Um, he wonders if she skipped class today, and Duke says no, she wouldn't do that. She's probably just running late. And then Chase starts talking about how Duke is in the Global Heritage Invitational and says, oh, Chase, I didn't know you were from Australia. And Duke is like, what do you, what gave it away? What do you think? And he's like, I thought you were from New Zealand. So I'm sure um, Dickie Bird is probably not happy to hear that comparison. <laughs> Chase starts talking about all the Invitational rules here. And this just confuses Duke. Duke is like, I didn't know that this had so many rules. So he's like, Duke is just like writing down all the notes here, trying to like figure out like how to win this tournament. Uh, the bell uh, rings here and the class is over and Theo walks in right then and there. And um, Chase says, what happened? You missed the whole class. The class is over. And Thea has like a little attitude now. She's like, oh, is that a crime here? And then Duke and Chase are both upset at her. And Duke says, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Me and uh, Thea are just going to go to the study hall now. Thea says, no, I'm not. I'm not going to study hall. And then we pan out and we see uh, JC Jane, the bad influence here, the, the peer pressure, standing at the door saying, hey, Thea, <laughs> you ready to, you know, go go run rampant uh, on town here as they walk off together so it looks like um we have a bad girl thea here uh i, I want to see some segments i want to see like jc jane teaching thea hale like how to smoke cigarettes or something like obviously they're not gonna go like all out here but i i would love to see like thea getting drunk or something she might as well have pulled up on a fucking motorcycle like it was i think we're gonna get that we're gonna get so, we're like... gonna get thea next week like wearing all leather with like purple lipstick or black lipstick with her hair like different like we're gonna see like a goth version or a dark version of a, a Thea Hale here. I'm I'm, I'm I'm totally with it. I'm totally with it. It's gonna um, be hairband Thea. It's gonna it's gonna be like fucking cherry pie Thea. It's gonna be uh black leather like you said. Uh high heels. Hopefully smoking some cigarettes. Uh, not not really, but you know it's just like it fits the gimmick. You know what I mean? Well, it's it's, it's, it's twenty it's, it's twenty twenty three, so she'll probably be vaping or something, right? Yeah, so, in the vape. Yeah. Or like get into a bar fight or something. Like maybe they should go. Uh, whose bar is that? They should just go. Briggs and Jensen. Yeah, yeah, they, they should, should go, go there. Yeah, and like tear the bar up one time. Oh, imagine like Thea and JC Jane. They start like a biker club, and it's called Hale's Angels. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Why do we got to be booking this show, Cito? Every week we're booking NXT. Every week. All right, Triple H, he listens to this, so he's going to take some of our ideas here. No, Michaels is definitely listening to this. He's definitely, yeah. Once so? he figures out how to learn his uh, uh, work his phone, he's, he's listening. Yeah, he probably doesn't know how to use a computer, so maybe he knows yeah. how to use a phone at least. Exactly. <laughs> we have a, another video from NXT Anonymous. This shows Miles Bourne is cleaning up at the Performance Center because he's he does like little chores for uh, Charlie Dempsey and uh, Drew Gulak here. As he's cleaning here, Alan Henley walks in and says, "Hey, um, you might I have something for you that you might be interested in." And says, "Hey, aren't you tired of being treated like dirt here?" And Bourne says, "He's just paying his dues here." Je- uh, Fallon says that Jensen and Briggs are looking for a third partner to team up against Drew Gulak, Charlie Dempsey, and Damon Kemp. And then Bourne seems a little interested here and says, does this mean I get to have a match on NXT? That could be awesome. And, uh, and it looks like he agrees to this. So um, I don't know, Bourne. NXT Anonymous airs every Tuesday on NXT. I think uh, Gulak and um, and Dempsey might see this and get a little upset at him. What do you think about this? Yeah, of course they'll see it. I was I, I got in my notes the NXT Anonymous uh, take advantage of that perfect lighting and great audio <laughs> from the soundstage of NXT because uh, that that came across really really clear. Um, but no, uh, dude, yeah, if they just watch this show, they're gonna know what's going on. So uh, I don't know. NXT Anonymous is kind of kind of QT TV ish for me. I don't. Yeah, know. I feel like we're never gonna find out who's behind it, right? Like at first we thought it was like the person attacking people in the parking lot and Stevie Turner, but we never found out who it was. It's just gonna be like this, this, this thing. Um, Miles Bourne. I don't know if you got to see him in action yet, but he's been on level up for the past like year or so. He's been really good, and I'm not sure if you noticed, yeah. but he's like, um, actually deaf. That's why he he speaks in that way. If you if you ever notice his speech pattern, he mm-hmm. actually is is like the first ever like deaf wrestler uh in wwe if i'm not mistaken here um really? but he but he yeah he can go man he's a definitely great wrestler he reminds me of like a very young randy orton the way his like he, he moves around the ring so i'm definitely right. looking forward to him getting a, a little bit of a push coming out of this match um but yeah i, I feel like I, I have a feeling that they're gonna find out about this and they're gonna um they're gonna take out poor born here they're gonna be like you know you know how how could you agree to team up with the, with these uh with our enemies here and i feel like he's gonna be a uh, He's kind of like Cinderella. I guess he has to like stay home and like clean up while everybody else like parties. You know, <laughs> while, while, Cinderella. Yeah, while Gulak and Dempsey and Camper at the ring with the Heritage match. Uh, Bob, poor Bourne was back uh, sweeping up the ring. So, um, yeah, I, I don't see this, this going good for Bourne unless he just totally like swears them off and uh, leaves them and joins with uh, the Bar Boys here in Jensen and Briggs. That'd be nice. Speaking of another uh, social media thing here, we have an Instagram video. This one's from Wesley. It looks like he's like in the middle of a desert or something. And he yeah, says he's out here clearing his mind. He says he's not done with Carmelo Hayes and he will keep on fighting and he'll keep fighting for the next opportunity to run it back. And the NXT championship is coming to the West side. So it looks like we're not totally done with Hayes and, um, and, and, uh, and um, Wesley here. So it looks like we might be getting some sort of other match here. Would you like, what, what do you think we're getting here? Uh, some sort of like multi-man match with, with Dragonov or some sort of stipulation match. I don't know. Um, with the clean finish, I don't. I don't think uh, West deserves another rematch right now. Uh, at least right now, because well, I mean, he beat him clean. Well, the ending segment, and we'll get to that later, was Carmelo Hayes watching this segment, watching a Wesley segment before he yeah. goes to Shawn Michaels' office. So Carmelo, it's like he's obviously concerned with Dragonov, but Dragonov is is uh, kind of busy with um Noam Dar right now. Right. So I'm not sure exactly what they're going to be doing here. Maybe it could lead to some sort of four way match between uh Dar Dragonov. Wes and uh and Hayes possibly, but um possibly. It, it wouldn't happen to No Mercy because Dar is defending his Heritage Cup, so it's got to be on one of these uh upcoming shows. Or, or I'm not sure. There's a lot of different, definitely moving parts here, but I, I see Wes definitely um trying to get some sort of a rematch between uh, for Carmelo. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. At least, at least the champion is active. You know, he he's got people already in the pike that he can face right after another. So 
Absolutely. We go backstage where Mackenzie Mitchell is with Tyler Bate and asks about his competitors in his group A. Bate starts talking about Dempsey and Axiom. And then Mackenzie says, what about Butch? And Bate says that they have known each other for a long time. As people remember, they have a, a history in NXT UK uh, being part of the British Strong Style. He said that they know each other for a long time, but they could finally settle their rivalry. And then Bate calls out Dabakato and says that next week he'll be waiting for him in the ring. They announced the lineup for next week, which is going to have Dragon Lee versus Mustafa Ali with Dirty Dominic Mysterio as a special referee, Braun Breaker versus Von Wagner in a no disqualification match, uh, more matches in the Global Heritage Invitational, Tyler Bate versus Dabakato, Ia Dragonall versus Ora Mensa, and Tiffany Stratton defends the NXT Women's Championship against the winner of the following match, which we go right into. It's a fatal four way match. Number one contenders Roxanne Perez versus Gigi Dolan versus Kiana James versus Blair Davenport. They start the match by knocking James and Gigi to the outside while Roxanne goes after Blair. They all head back into the ring and start trading pin attempts before Blair and James head back to the outside. They all start fighting on the outside as Blair hits a double stomp off the steel steps to Gigi before Kiana hits a moonsault to Blair off the barricade and then gets hit with a dive from Roxanne as we hit the picture in picture. We come back and there's like a, I'll describe it like a human centipede like submission from all four of them. They're all kind of like tied up with each other. Um, but this quickly gets broken up. Blair stops Roxanne off the top rope before Kiana and Gigi join in as Gigi hits a Tower of Doom on all three here. Gigi takes out Blair with a dropkick on the ropes for a two. Kiana sends Gigi to the ring post before her and Blair go at it and catch Roxanne off the top rope, who's trying to hit a crossbody. Roxanne, Roxanne starts going after both Kiana and Blair here before Gigi jo- joins in. Blair stops a Pop Rocks attempt. It's like she hits, like she stops a, a, a Pop Rocks I'm thinking of a different one. There's like so many Pop Rocks attempts, but this one, <laughs> she um she stops it by uh by hitting a nice looking like half and half suplex from Gigi here to Blair, which actually looks really good here. And Roxanne yep. breaks up the pin attempt here. Um, Roxanne then takes out Gigi on the outside with a Huracan Rana. And this is the part I was talking about. So she goes to hit a Pop Rocks, but at the same time, Blair kicks Roxanne in the back of the head, but she still like finishes the move. So it's like she gets hit and she still somehow finishes the sequence and hits the pop rocks i'm not sure how gravity think, works or how that, that yeah i think works. it was supposed to be like a, 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 a apron kick propelled pop rocks you know what i mean yeah, like I that's what the, propelled the, the, the pop yeah, rocks yeah. the momentum of the kick to uh to from Blair yep. prompted the pop rocks from roxanne it that gave was the more, idea yeah. it gave it more spin action i guess creative though i yeah kudos yeah. to them for that this is a, it's, it's a hard spot to like time because it's like you got to like wait for the kick and then you have to hit it. So it's kind of it's kind of very hard to do, but yeah, they, they, yeah, they tried yeah. their best here. It was dope. Blair then sends Roxanne back inside and hits a double stomp. Roxanne fights back and hits a pop rocks, but uh, Blair falls to the outside here. So Roxanne can't get the pen. Gigi and Roxanne go at it, but Kiana joins in and hits her finisher. It's like a knee to the face here on Gigi to get the surprising pen and win here at 11 minutes and 40 seconds. I'll be honest with you, out of these four, Kiana is probably the one. I think had the least chance of winning here. Um, but yeah, she did. She, she won this match and uh, she'll be getting a title shot next week as her and Tiffany have a, have a face off. So yeah. I, I, what do you think of the match? And what do you think of this Tiffany versus Kiana match next week? Um, the best women's four four way match I've seen. It was great. This, um, this month <laughs> it's the 30th, right? Yeah. The best yeah. women's four way match. Um, I got to eat my words about what I said about Gigi last week, man. She was really going after it tonight. Like, I mean, well, last night it was, that was a really good match, man. Like, um, the basement drop kick she delivered to Blair on the ropes. Um, I yeah, half to half suit like she did was, was beautiful, man. Crazy. The, yeah. the Blair, uh, actually gave, um, Roxanne this corner drop kick that broke up a pop rocks, which was nasty. And, oh, these girls were laying it in in this match. So if you haven't watched this match, Please, please go back check out this four-way. It was really, really good. Um, 
what is Jay Z calling? What is she calling her um her finish with the knee to the face? Because it's, it's kind of like eat defeat, but it's like a shorter version of yeah, it. Yeah, well, she has another move that she calls like the four hundred one k. Right, it's not the four hundred one k. This is something else. So I, I it's got to be some say, sort yeah. of like it's got to be some sort of like business like name, right? It's got to be like the the Wall Street something stock like drop that, or something. I don't know. Gigi sold it like a stunner and it looked amazing. So yeah, yeah I got to eat my words. But I'm sorry, Gigi. You, I'm sorry. I, I take all that shit back. You you look great last night. I think yeah, all four of these women look good. But like I said, I didn't expect Kiana to win, especially like so. Tiffany's been like on the main roster a couple times recently. Like she was at the pay per view, and yeah. then she was just on Raw. She was just on Raw. I think during like the main event last uh, Monday between um uh, Zoe and um. Zoe and uh, Becky Lynch. So she was in the yeah. crowd watching on. So when I started this match, I'm like, okay, whoever's going to win this match is probably going to take the title off of her because I don't see Tiffany staying here for much longer. Um, but the match is next week, right? Yeah, the match is next week. So yeah. obviously I don't see a title change with Kiana. Um, you never know. Things could, could happen. But I see whoever, if T- Tiffany does win here, whoever she faces at No Mercy, that possibly be, be her last match in NXT because I feel like they definitely want to call her up. Um, I just don't know who she's going to be facing because I don't, it would be kind of weird to have her face off against somebody who just lost in this four-way match. So yeah. it'd be somebody else coming in maybe to take the title off of her. But I think her, her days are definitely numbered as an NXT women's champion here. But yeah, Kiana versus Tiffany. It's, it's like two heels here in a way, unless they like are trying to slowly turn Tiffany babyface in a way. Um, but yeah, definitely a, a weird matchup for next week, but I'm definitely intrigued to see these two wrestle, especially after seeing Kiana in this match. But yeah, what, yeah. Do, you, what do you think of like Tiffany and, and her, uh, her future as a women's champion? Um, I, yeah, like you said, I think I think her days are numbered as a women's champion and in NXT in general. Um, she has it. She has it to be on the main roster. She's not an NXT talent. She is a main roster talent. Um, plus, we were talking about the pairing of her and Trish Status last week. It looks mm-hmm. like we could be getting that. It looks like that's where the the road we're going down. And I'm I'm not mad at that at all because Trish Stratus like mentoring this young heel Tiffany Stratton. Come on, man. Stratus Stratton faction. Come on. Come on, man. It writes itself. Mm, I it like that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that. That's actually perfect yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I think yeah, she's gonna lose that uh belt probably no mercy and then go up to the main roster where she belongs. I think so. Who would who'd you have her drop the title to? Like I'm trying to think like Cora Jade, I think is like on her way back, so she's somebody who could be like if, if Tiffany Stratton is like a baby face. Let's just say out of this match with Keanu James, she's like full-fledged baby face. Then I could see like Cora Jade making a return and taking the title off of her at No Mercy. That's yeah. the only person I can really see. Um, everybody else is injured. You know, you, you got, I don't know, Nikita Lyons is still injured. You have um, Sol Ruka still injured. So a lot of people in the in the system here that are, are out with an injury. Um, so I can't see anybody currently taking the title, but if Cora Jade comes back, I can see her getting the title and then going right back into the Cora Roxanne feud as they uh, finish up the year in NXT. I mean, we're in good hands, though. Um, given that match we just watched, that four-way, we're in good hands. Either, either way, either one, any one of those women you want to put the belt on, I'm happy with that because if they go keep putting on performances like that, come on with it. One little note here because I was I like to look at the results of um, Level Up um, before I start NXT, and I saw that there was a name yeah. that I didn't recognize that actually got a, a win on Level Up, and his name is Riley Osborne. I'm like, who's Riley Osborne? I never even heard of him before. So, And he got a win. I'm like, this guy debuted and getting a win, which is very rare to happen, especially on Level Up. Um, so I looked him up and he actually used to wrestle on NXT UK a couple years ago, like before the pandemic hmm. going by, uh, Josh Morrell. I think he was by Josh Terry is his actual like wrestling name. Okay. And like, I went through his social media and number one, I found out that he's dating Blair Davenport because he has thousands of pictures with Blair Davenport. So shout out to that. But then it looks like he's actually like in NXT now because he said he was like moving to Florida. He's like getting ready in this and that. And obviously they're pushing him with his first match here. 
Um, but it's weird because he was like an enhancement talent in NXT UK. He doesn't he wasn't really used too often. Um, but it looks like they're definitely putting a push on him. He's only 25 years old. Um, so oh. I'm like, okay, this is somebody they're bringing in here um, to definitely like push here with a, like a, a new name that nobody really knows. So that's kind of a, a cool thing to see in NXT. So shout out to Riley Osborne. I think he has a, a bright future. And you can see his first match on uh, Level Up this Friday. But the, um, the cops are outside looking for me. So as the, uh, <laughs> the, the show itself, as it ends, we, uh, as we spoke about earlier, we have Carmelo Hayes. He's like looking at his phone and he's looking at the Wesley um, video from earlier on and he goes to the Shawn Michaels locker room we don't see Shawn at all it's like off screen we hear Carmelo say uh, we, we need to talk about something and then the show ends right then and there so obviously Carmelo is not too happy about this uh, Wesley video here so right. yeah we kind of spoke about it earlier but yeah some sort of combination between Dragunov and uh, Wesley possibly Noam Dar maybe Trick Williams gets involved and wants to you know get a match or so but um overall I think it was a pretty good episode um it was like bookended by two very strong matches here with the, uh, the steel cage match, as well as the four way women's match. You had the um, pretty short matches in the invitational, but I think they definitely showed you what kind of styles, a very fast moving tournament we're going to have here with a lot of points being thrown out, but I think it was a pretty strong episode of NXT. What did you think? Oh yeah. Pretty, really strong episode of NXT. We got lucky, you know, um, it looks like maybe our duties might be over with NXT um, this week. And we got lucky. We got two good shows back to back, and uh, you know, Brandon Davey can have it now. You know, we, we're done with it. They, 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 they can pretty much take it from here. You know, I, I think, think we might, went I, on I, a high I, note. I think I think we might be back for one more week, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, we're we booked double, again. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're booked again because uh, last I heard, uh, uh, Brandon made his way back over to Toronto, but I think um, Davey's still stuck in Europe somewhere, maybe in Barcelona, if I'm not mistaken. So I think because of that, Brandon might uh, might still be taking some time off, some well deserved time off. He needs to rest after yeah, all this uh, Euro trip. Yeah. So it, Pretty sure, not 100% confirmed, but if the if the powers that be want us to fill in for one more week, um, we will be here, which I'm actually excited about because we had over the card earlier, and next week has a really strong card yeah. here. Um, I yeah, think I want to the- see those Heritage Cup matches. Um, I'm really excited for this tournament, though, man. That's It's it's something that WWE hasn't been able to really do well in the past, like a nice round-robin tournament. They haven't done one in a while, or they haven't done one at all, and I know. Oh, of, um, I've never. Yeah, I can't remember any time they've been around. I'm sure they have in the past, but not recently for sure. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that next week. I'm looking forward to the come Tuesday. I'm looking forward to Juan Wagner and Braun no DQ match. We have Dominic, <laughs> Dominic Dom, Dom, Dirty Dominic is going to be um Dominic Dom, <laughs> Dirty Dominic is going to be the referee. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, so it should be good next week for sure. Oh, um, yeah. we have some feedback. I, I so much going on. I forgot to do a feedback thread, but. The boys came through in this chat here. So we have some feedback here, starting with Muggin, who says a strong episode that effectively uses the revolving door policy for the heritage tourney. The woman's four way was very good. Kiana Tiffany is intriguing. Does that hint that the man is coming around? Totally forgot about that. I totally forgot oh, that that Tiffany threw that shot at Becky. Um, so yeah, that could be somebody who comes out. I can't see Becky taking the title, even though she hinted at like, you know, going after a title she never had. I can't see that happening. Um, possibly with Tiffany showing her face on raw maybe she has a some sort of um some sort of like appearance on payback payback is this saturday and we have trish stratus versus becky so maybe is that match is that a steel cage match yeah it's a steel cage match right yeah yeah so yeah we might maybe or if that's happened that happens and then no mercy comes around and um becky comes in and makes sure tiffany doesn't keep that title Mm. so maybe like yeah. so maybe yeah maybe tiffany helps out becky yeah. they start the, the 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 alliance with tiffany and and trish what do you call them stratus 
status stratton faction stratton's faction it's a tough so, one yeah it's a rough one we'll, we'll work on that we'll work on we'll that giselle shaw has a, a a faction and impact um it's her savannah evans and jay vidal and they call themselves the giselle shaw it's like the shaw entourage but whenever i write oh. it whenever i type it down i'm like that doesn't seem right like i don't know i feel like it doesn't <laughs> doesn't like I'm, I'm not spelling it correctly so we'll, we'll see what they do with the the stratus uh stratus faction here yeah um but yeah, I can definitely see that being the start of like the alliance, and then Becky kind of comes back and gets her revenge at No Mercy, and that's where you get the title change or something. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening. We go to Frank here, who says, "Really strong episode, and the main event four way was a nice physical match with everyone getting shine and Kiana picking up the upset. Looking forward to whatever Mello is building up to Ia and Wes." He follows with the creeds are beasts, which I agree. That one arm power bomb, definitely check it out if you need to see one thing from the show. Watch that spot. Excuse me. As for Bray, he will forever be remembered, and I'm honored to have a small connection when we did our homage to the Funhouse. Uh, very true here. Um, a lot of a lot of connections to the to the Funhouse. Um, he will definitely be missed, as well as Terry Funk. Uh, we have some search chats as well, man. We're we're, the, we're we're racking in the money over here. We have Jake from the Windy City who says, "I will miss the four pay per views a year. Less is more." Talking about AEW constantly putting on these shows with Absolutely. the Russell Dream and all this. Yeah, I agree. But I know like they've been words of like them wanting to do like monthly pay per views. Um, so it looks like we might be getting more. Not only do we have three AEW shows, but we have I think we're getting a lot more pay per views for AEW. So I'm, I'm sorry, Jake, but it looks like we'll be getting more than four pay per views a year. Dude, what do you think of that? What do you think of them stacking up with the pay per views? I was happy with four pay-per-views a year. It yeah. it actually left you something to look for, and I knew what was next. I have no idea what's next now. Like yeah. Wrestle Dream, like what? I I have no idea where we're going into now. So, yeah, four pay-per-views is the better format for me. If they're gonna be doing this monthly pay-per-view thing, they better be having some max HBO Max streaming deal in place because I do not want to pay fifty dollars a month. I'm so I'm sorry. Not, like I'm, I'm so not. used to to WWE Network at this point. I already have HBO Max. It's free with my um my phone so it's like i would love to just be watching aw for free like i would love that and if, if that's the case sign me up i'll watch every aw pay-per-view for free if it's on max but and then mugging oh, yeah fifty dollars a month is crazy um but for us to pay for the the fifty dollars a month we have mugging here with two dollars and 79 canadian and says it's a good use of nxt's revolving door policy talking about the street profits um being here so yeah they didn't like they didn't announce a match but i could definitely see street profits versus um the tag champs, Tony D'Angelo. No, okay. uh, yeah, for the ti- for the titles. Yeah, Creep does as well. Like, uh, if Street Profits are going to be here, definitely have them have a run with all these tag teams. But um, looks like they're definitely setting something up. So maybe do Street Profits versus Creep Brothers, like on one of these episodes of NXT, and have the Street Profits win and get a title shot at No Mercy against um Tony and Stax. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, why not? Because um they can't go after the um Raw or SmackDown tag titles right now. So yeah, just have them get that get that finisher over some way out. You know, because they've been they've been pushing that new finish. For the last like what three weeks now so yeah let's keep it going let's keep it going i'm really intrigued with the street profits thing i would have them like constantly on nxt like trying to like start drama between trick and mellow maybe trying to get like one of them but kind of like have them on each other's side like have like you know what i mean like they're kind of looking at trick and they're also looking at mellow and have them in a way have some internal beef with this and then they're all kind of like arguing with each other and then after like week three or week four we have bobby lashley show up to nxt yeah. and he's like listen you guys need to get your shit together how about we all join up together and at that point Mellow and Trick put their differences aside. Maybe at that point, Mellow would have dropped the title by then. Um, and then all four of them, all five of them are a faction and they're, they start running shit around uh, Raw and SmackDown. That's what I would like to see. I want to see all of them together, honestly. I don't want to see Trick and Mellow break up at all, but I want to see some like dissension, maybe lead to a match. 
And then after that, Lashley comes out to NXT to kind of like get them all on the same page. And at that point, we have a the new and improved Hurt Business, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's pretty much my my Hurt Business faction I made in the WWE 2K game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just add Omos too, because you know I had Omos in there. Omos. Oh yeah. Um, small report. Um, because last week we were talking about the um, Stadium Stampede m- uh, mode that came new to the uh, yes, AW yes. game. Did you play it? Um, yeah, I played it. Um, my first impressions was it was fun. And then okay. I played it a little more, and then it got, you know, kind of repetitive. But it's it's one of those things that I fear that they won't improve on. I think they're going to try to improve more on the actual video game instead of this one mode. Um, but it's a it's a good concept. It's it's pretty fun. I'm not going not gonna hold you up. It's it's pretty fun. But uh, it could get repetitive like the regular game too. So I I, I see if you're going to play this uh, mode, pace yourself. Pace yourself, or just play um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you played the game. You played Texas Chainsaw. Yes, it's, it's really good. It's, it's really a lot fun. better than the the match. Um, the the match that we saw on Dynamite. <laughs> it's so much better than the match. It's 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 really good game though. It's it's like um, if you like the Friday Thirteenth game, mm. um, it's that um polished. You know, it's I like see. they they really did a good job on that one. I saw my boy yesterday was playing um Dead by Daylight on Twitch, and they just added um the Xenomorph from Alien. And it was yeah. crazy, man. It was crazy to see like the alien running around. Like they keep adding like characters to that game. So uh, that, that was pretty cool. So the Stadium Stampede is it online only mode, or are you able to play like against like computer online only? Uh, as of right the, now, it's online only. And how's the online? Is it good? Like there's no connection issues or anything like that? Not really that bad. Um, besides like getting kicked before the match starts a couple times, but it's not like you're getting kicked in the middle of the match. It's before the match even starts, they'll let you know like, hey, you're not in this one. But yeah, it's, it wasn't that bad. Connectivity is pretty good. I'll be getting my Spider-Man uh, PS5 pretty soon. So once I do, I'll probably re-download the game and, and just try it out. Just try. It's not like extra money, right? Is it like just part of no, it? No, it's free. It's it's, it's right. a free DLC. We can uh, yeah, we get a whole BSK um, Stadium Stampede going. It's, it's mm. <laughs> That'll be nice. That'll be nice. Yeah. I got the Poison Rana Invitational. Like whoever whoever wins the Stadium Stampede in the video game gets a title shot against Fire Frank. I'm making um, I'm making and- I'm making that stipulation right now. Oh geez, then you listen. Hey, we're 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 interim general managers here in the BDE, right? So we get to make stipulations for the time being. Is that how it works in, in wrestling? So we're like court? Mick Foley right now. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, cool, 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 cool. cool. Um, <laughs> speaking of fight forever, one funny thing, and I mentioned this on Collision Course, I'm pretty sure, but I was watching Collision, and uh, Kevin Kelly was like bragging, "Oh yeah, me and my my kids, we we oh. play the game all the time. It's great. My favorite character to play as is Kip Sabian." I'm like, "Wait a second, Kip Sabian's in the game, and all these other people aren't." I looked it up. He's not in the game. <laughs> not in the game. He's not in the game. So not Kevin, even Kevin Kelly, Kevin Kelly, st- stop bullshitting. We we caught you. We caught you in your lies. I don't even think Kip will be in the, any DLC anytime soon. So mm, no. Yeah, Kevin, stop it. <laughs> I was uh not to outdate ourselves, but I was I was looking on Twitter to see if there's any more updates in like the CM Punk saga or anything. Luckily, no, nobody got fired. Nobody got suspended. Right. I guess I think the one thing somebody said in the chat. I'm sorry. I think it was Chris Elliott. Correct if I'm wrong. I'm sorry, but it's something about. Tony Khan having a press conference either today or tomorrow. So hmm. yeah, I'm not sure if this is like a press conference for all out, like he usually does, or if it's just like something standalone for all this is going on. But um, yeah, we should um hopefully get some more news. The one thing I did see online is that as of today, Roman Reigns has hit his three years as Universal Champion. So shout out to Roman Reigns, the three years, man. That's that's crazy to think that he's been champion for that long. But your one's up, jeez, that's a long time. That's a definitely a long time. Run, yeah. But um, come Tuesday week or come Wednesday, I guess we'll be back here 
uh, for another episode. Of Up next, unless Braden's like, nah, you guys suck. I'm taking I'm taking the reins back over here. Stop stop booking matches. Stop making matches. Um, but yeah, pl- uh, plug away there. Be uh, anything uh, you want to plug before we uh, head off here. Uh, you can follow me at Cool Game Big B on the uh, Instagrams and the X, not Twitters, but you can follow me at Cool Game Big B. Um, the Brian Tannehill on Facebook, and I have a small podcast called Detroit Players Podcast, which is on any platform that you want to listen to podcasts on. Um, I think about eighty some episodes. We'll be back soon with some more things. It's not a not a what they let's say not a minivan type of show you not a show you listen to with your children so uh yeah be so, so, you, so you're saying that, that that sue trent's mom sue can't listen to this absolutely i don't know man um i don't know sue's kind of hardcore man sue's she's sue's hardcore. hardcore i, I, I want to see what, what was in those cookies that she made i think she had some special cookies if you know what i'm talking about <laughs> i mean if moxley ate a couple i'm pretty sure you, <laughs> you see moxley in that music video yes i'm pretty I did. sure <laughs> he had a couple cookies he had a couple cookies yeah, he had a couple cookies a couple cookies <laughs> But yeah, you can follow me at Cool and Big B on everything, man. All the my links to everything are on those socials. And you can catch me, uh, C-N-O Evil, C-N-O-E-B-I-L, on X, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, follow Poison Rana, PoisonRana.ca for all the links to all that stuff. The boys will be back soon. Don't worry. I know you missed them all. They'll be back in one piece. Well, Braden's back in one piece. Davey, we'll see. Um, follow <laughs> PostWrestling.com as well. Uh, I'll have a written report tonight for Dynamite. I have no idea what's on the show besides Adam Cole talking and Orange Cassidy defending the title. So hopefully there'll be some more matches. Um, new episode of Shine the Dark tomorrow. I promise I will have an episode tomorrow. Uh, and Saturday on Collision Course, myself and Kate will talk about the go-home show for All Out. So um, we do it all over again. Hopefully this time <laughs> there'll be less drama. Um, if there's some su- su- suspensions and some people not being there, I can see possibly um, a better All Out than last year. Uh, Tony Khan, if you listen to this, get your shit together. That is it for me. That is it for Be Detroit here. And that is it for Up Next. What Up Next? We'll see you guys next week. Take care. Peace.